iPhone if you have something to Luke chapter 19. Yeah, Jonathan, uh, we usually get a little warning, you know, eight months, nine months, that we're going to have a, another grandbaby. It's interesting the way our kids creatively call us in Japan, and, you know, one of them was, uh, Dad, your biological church growth plan is working. We're pregnant, you know. So uh, we've had all kinds of ways that they uh, tell us about that. Thank you for sending us to Japan 32 years ago. My wife and I were reluctant missionaries. I was a reluctant pastor. My dad's a preacher. My grandfather was a PCA pastor. I was a career Marine. We're going to serve Christ in the Marine Corps. Jesus is looking for a few good Marines, and, and uh, the Lord led us to seminary. And my story is mercenary to missionary. The Lord showed every tongue, every tribe, uh, led us to Japan. You were one of our first supporting churches, sent us 32 years ago to this great city, Tokyo. 36 million people in Metro Tokyo. It's like Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. It's just an incredible city, just in a 35-mile radius. You sent our young family. This is kind of how we looked our first term. And uh, thank you for loving us, caring for us. We came back after our first term, very discouraged, virtually no fruit, very, very hard. And, uh, and we came before your elders and missions committee. All said, well, we want more fruitful missionaries. We're going to stop supporting you. No, you all didn't do that. <laughs> you prayed for us and sent us back. And it was that next term that began to see uh, churches planted and our church grow to you know, to 50 and 100 and two worships and then three sites and now five worships and a presbytery. So thank you for sending us. We look like this now. Uh, we just had a family reunion and uh, it's a lot of, lot of fun to see. Yeah, re, reproduction and growth. And we'll talk about that today as party vision. And uh, I, uh, and thinking about, about that, I feel closer to you guys over this past year because you sent... Lydia and Emily to be a part of our work in Japan. It was, and they lived in our house with other gap year young people. It was such a joy. Thank you. And sent a team to help us recently. We're very grateful. And thanks for the invitation uh, to be your kickoff uh, preacher. I'm on a 12-day trip. I go back to Japan on Tuesday. So let's look at Luke 19, 1 through 10. It's great to preach in English. I got to go back to preaching in Japanese next Sunday and... Uh, it's fun to be here and speak English and read in English. Hear God's word, Luke uh, chapter 19, famous story of Zacchaeus. He entered Jericho and was passing through, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone 
I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Yes, that is a great text to begin your missions week. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Grace multiplied, and specifically today, Jesus on mission for us first. If we don't get that, like Piper says, if you don't cherish this, you can't give it away. You know, Jesus on mission for us and with us, the last part of the sermon, mission, is part of this series that we're in. Uh, this picture is a picture of Commander Mitsuo Fuchida. You know who he is? He, in the name of that flag back there, uh, which was an emblem for worshiping the emperor, and it was a religious symbol, would never be in a Christian church in Japan, that flag, because of its meaning. And that in the name of that flag, uh, Commander Fuchida, he led the attack on Pearl Harbor, uh, December, for us, December 7th, for the Japanese, December 8th, because of the international dateline in 1941. He woke up on his aircraft carrier that morning, praying to his gods that the ships would be in the harbor and that he could kill many, many Americans. And he did, almost 2,500, the 300 planes that he was the leader for. The next morning, Jake DeShazar, who was an airman in California, got the word of this. He threw his, his coffee cup against the wall and broke it. He was so angry. He said, oh, I want to kill Japanese people. He was just filled with hate. And, and he, he volunteered for a, a secret mission that later was the Doolittle Raid, which only four months later, the uh, uh, you know, very creative, wait, we've got to try to strike Japan. And he said, I want to go. I want to kill Japanese people. And and Air Force planes, not Navy planes, Air Force planes stripped down with just enough gas to get to Japan and then to China to crash land and be rescued was the plan by the Chinese national forces fighting the Japanese. Uh, and, and they took off, bombed Tokyo, Nagoya, Osaka, the three major metropolitan areas where we worship, where we work and start worship places today, start churches today. And, uh, and he was captured by the Japanese. He was put in a, a prison. And you've read some of these. Maybe you saw Unbroken. He was just brutalized. His hate grew even more for his captors, you know, in Nanking, China. And, he, uh, and, and in the middle of all that hate, for some reason, they let him have a Bible. Imagine. And he started reading it. And as he got to the part about the cross and Jesus saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do to his, those who are killing him and torturing him. Jake was converted, just the Holy Spirit in the Bible, no one else, you know, in his prison cell. And he began to grow, began to love his captors. I'm sure not perfectly, he was a sinner, you know, but he was a new creature in Christ. And not only in the, the message, the connection today, you know, Jesus came and sought him the Son of Man came to seek and to save lost people. He found Jake in a prison cell in Nanking, China in 1942. And Jake also decided to go on mission with Jesus. Because in that prison cell, he said, if I get out of here, and you know so many didn't, right? 
They didn't live through it. If I get out of here, I want to go be a missionary too. I want to guess what country? Japan. Is that not counterintuitive? <laughs> you know, counterintuitive isn't a good enough word for this. That someone who was brutalized, and, you know, the hate of this. And Jake came back. He, he was one of the, the ones who lived. Got back to America, got training, went to Japan, Japan as a missionary, wrote a track about his story from hate to love. And he, uh, and one day, guess who knocked on his door? Commander Fuchida. Commander Fuchida came to Christ. Here's a picture of the two of them having fellowship together in Christ. Think of different, I know your church, you have perfect unity, no one ever argues or fights, all your family's married. If these two can love each other and be reconciled in the gospel who are killing, yes, the gospel is powerful. It does this, it changes us, changes our relationships and puts us on mission. This is what Jesus does. Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus, he's on mission for us first. We got to get that. <laughs> and then with us, Jesus on mission to find lost people like Zacchaeus, like Deshazer, full of hate, like Pachita, like me, like you, to seek them, to save them, to make them new, like Zacchaeus in this story. Who thinks Zacchaeus was happy? This poor, sad guy. Says he was rich, the text says. You might think he was happy, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, man, this poor, sad guy. Does the riches bring us? We're the richest country. America's the richest country in the world. Japan's, I guess, number two. Does it make people happy? I want to ask you a question. Do you think, you know, the suicide rate in Japan were second highest in the industrialized world. After World War II, when Japan was broken, poor, or now very, very rich, which do you think one of the two, the suicide rate is way, way higher. Which do you think it is? When it was poor or now? Now. The, you know, it doesn't, riches don't set, like with Zacchaeus, you know, he, he swindled people, this was his God. And Jesus comes to change him, to change Deshazar, to change Commander of Cheetah, to change me. John 10, 10, he came, another, why he came? To give us life and give it abundantly, you know, to us, to Zacchaeus. Yes, he came to seek us out, to save us, to make us new. I love 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This is what happened to Zacchaeus. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. We see Zacchaeus here being new. I mean, in college, I was a, you know, Christian home. Dad's a pastor. Great-granddad's a pastor. But I really came to, I was a superficial, maybe not really regenerate Christian second year of college wow through my own sin and struggle and different stuff God Jesus sought me and saved me and I remember being new like this and, and being changed like, like Zacchaeus I, want, I wanted to be pure, pure. I wanted to grow I, the, the second half of the sermon I wanted to tell people about this good, good news so verse 18 also he reconciles us to God uh, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, not only that, but verse 18, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. This, this huge purpose, we're reconciled to the creator who made us. Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save 
the lost. Why did Jesus come? He came to seek and save the lost. This is kind of Jesus, his mission statement. You know, you guys have a church mission statement. This is, and it's rooted in this one, really. Uh, it's one of the reasons I picked this chapter, this text, for to start your missions conference. We and we see Jesus. You know, there's the mission statement, verse 10. But in verses five through seven, we see Jesus loving and seeking. Zacchaeus. He's loving Zacchaeus. Like the song we sang earlier. Thank you, worship team. Your love awakens me. His love awakened Zacchaeus. We see there in uh, verses 5 through 7. Look at verse, <clears throat> look at verse 7. Uh, or first, look, look in, in verse 5. Jesus calls him by name. Now think about this, you know, Jesus calls Zacchaeus, come down. You know the song we sang it as a kid, it's not in Japanese yet, I want someone to translate Zacchaeus was a wee little man, you still sing that in America? I sang it as a kid, you know, and uh, Jesus says, Zacchaeus, you come down. Think of John 10, verse 3, I know my sheep and I call them by name. This particular atonement is a doctrine, one of our five points we believe is very practical and it should warm our hearts. He came and he sought and he found Zacchaeus. He came and he threw, at college there, though I had all this from growing up in a Christian home, he sent Terry Wilkes and Roger Wall, these other guys, and he sought me and found me and saved me. And we should be moved by that. Is that precious to you that he's called you by name? Doesn't it easy to kind of just to become, we get used to this? I told you the story three years ago when I was here preaching of the rescue of Jessica Buchanan by Navy SEALs, SEAL Team 6 in the Somalia Desert. You know, they flew from America, they sought her, they found her, walked, came through the night, rescued her, and her statement, as she, she couldn't talk about it for a year or so, She's just 93 days in captivity, brutalized, demanding $40 million ransom or something. And she says, you know, I, I thought it was another bad terrorist group who was taking me so they could get the ransom, gunfire, and hands on my back, and I'm fighting, and, and there. She looks up in perfect American English, Jessica Buchanan, we're taking you home. Imagine. And as she talked later, she said, they called me by name. You know, they came for her. That this is the gospel. Think of this. That he he calls you by name. He and not only our name, our name, and he takes our shame. Look at verse seven here. Look at I never noticed this to one of my partner's Japanese preacher preaching on this text, one of my good friends. I never noticed how Jesus takes Zacch the shame of Zacchaeus in verse seven. And when they saw it, there's the people around. Look at look at the shame Jesus takes. They all grumble. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. We see this is what, what Jesus does. He, he, he goes to the weak, the sinner. He takes our shame, and we know, fast forward to the cross, he took my shame and my guilt. If you trust in Christ, he's taken your shame and your guilt. And we see the effect of this, verse 8. This moved Zacchaeus. I'd never seen the connection, verse 7, verse 8. His repentance of verse 8 is preceded by what you guys sang about. That love of Christ that Jesus didn't identify with him. He came and identified with me. He identified with him, giving grace to him, like your mission theme. Taking his shame, bearing the scorn 
for Zacchaeus, for you and for me. This, this should move us. We see how this moved the Apostle Paul. He so often, we see like 1 Timothy 1.15, he's talking about the gospel, but in connection with the gospel, he talks about his own sin. You know, this is a trustworthy statement that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. Or King James Version, I am chief. You know, here I am, sinner, Dan Iverson, here you are. We can all say we are the chief of sinners. I love Robert Murray McChain, one of my heroes, would write in his journal, the chief, the chief, the chief. Jesus came to save sinners. But then even our sin is so nuanced. Even when we say that, I teach people in our church, taught my six sons, be the chief repenter, you know, be the first, say I'm chief of sinners, say that to your, you know, be in your marriage, be chief of sinners. So I t teach that, believe that, try to practice that. But I'm, so, I'm such a, I'm such a proud person. I think I'm proud that I do that. You know, one day my son, one of my sons came to me and said, uh, Dad, you always repent first, you know. I hear your fights with mom. You both are so hard-headed, you know. I, you know. But dad, you should let mom repent first sometimes. She should repent first. Oh, Joel, oh, Joel, you notice, you notice that. Why don't you mention that to mom sometime? <laughs> you, know, you know, and, uh, and, and then I thought, oh no, but don't tell her I said so, right? <laughs> That could be very dangerous, you know? You know, aren't we a mess? What's going on in my heart with all that? You know, like John Newton said, the writer of Amazing Grace, who was such an evil man in his early years, he at the end of his life when he fully was able to even confess what he had done on those slave ships, the evil he had done on those slave ships that he was the captain for. I only know two things. I am a great sinner and Jesus is a great savior for sinners. Amen? That's us. And then what do we do? We go on, he, so Jesus, on mission for us, but then we go on mission with him. You know, look at, see, th this changes us. It has to change us. Again, verse eight there, Zac Z Z Zacchaeus is changed by this love and goes on mission for Jesus. It's the response. He said in verse eight, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Half to the poor. You know, we become generous. We think the generosity of God to this chief of sinners. He's gonna, you know, the, the money he embezzled, I'm gonna pay back four times. Imagine when he goes to those people to pay it back four times. And they say, what? What are you doing? Anybody think he told them why? Of course he told them why. I met Jesus. This, this is the pattern. We see John 4, the, the woman at the well, when she's changed, what does she do? She goes and gets the whole city and brings them to meet Jesus. See, this is the, you know, Jesus on mission for us. We're changed. Part of being a new person, a new creation, is that we go on mission, you know, Acts 1.8. It's, it's not a command. It's, you will be my witnesses. This is a result. Acts 8, 1 and following, everywhere, they, you know, they're, they're exiled from Jerusalem, persecution, what do they do? They go everywhere preaching the gospel, you know, the lay people, not the apostles, the lay people, like that commercial in America, 
This is what we do, you know. This is what we this is what we do. Like Jake, the airman. No one told him he should do that. He he couldn't help it. He said, I want to go to Japan and be a missionary. New and on mission. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18 we looked at, but look at the last part of 18. Not only says this is just this is the way it works. Having been reconciled, what do we do? What do we become? What does it say? Ministers of reconciliation. That means everyone goes to ordination and does that hard PCA. This should be PCA. You think someone would bring us up on abuse charges? How hard we are on people to become ordained ministers in the PCA. It is so hard. And you know, no, but this is this is talking about all of us. The we, verse 17, we are new creation, all of us, and we are all what? Ministers, servants of the gospel, having been reconciled. We go on mission with Jesus. You know, Paul, who wrote this, who is so changed, who wrote, I'm chief of sinners, Jesus came to find me in Romans 15, 20. You know, this is one of the response. Those people who've never heard. I want to I go and tell people who've never heard. He's got this passion. It's only two times in the Bible we see the word ambition. We often, as Christians, think ambition is a bad word, you know. Here's good ambition, 2 Corinthians 5 to be pleasing to him. And here's ambition about mission. Paul says, you know, I want to preach the gospel where? Where Christ's name is not named. Where folks have no news of him. And uh, the NASB for verse 21 quotes, no news of him. The gospel is proactive. It's outward focus. It must be. We must be. The church must be. And we pray not, you know, here, okay. Okay, here. Th- th- this is what we pray that the Spirit in response to the gospel that we would want to, right? Because of what Jesus did for us. The, the incarnation was this way. We always think of the cross showing God's love, but the incarnation that the eternal son of God left heaven and came to earth. I was so impressed with a missionary I met in the Philippines, came from a comfortable California suburb and moved to a this huge famous dump in in the Philippines where all these poor people just scavenged to live and he and his family moved in there and built a little place to live from cardboard and plywood this this shows me the incarnation this is what Jesus did for us so we see this happening around Asia we care around Asia it's exciting for PowerPoint about about Asia here spreading and growing but but still so many lost people that uh, I put the United States up there just to kind of comparison according to Operation World it's hard to get the exact numbers but they study it really well gospel believing Christians praise the Lord for America just driving here this morning passing so many churches hearing Christian radio God is you know there's tons of need but praise the Lord but China you know, 5.7% now of, of gospel-believing Christians and growing and India growing and Vietnam, Cambodia, almost 9%. The church is growing. There's all praise the Lord, the gospel spreading like that Colossians 1 verse that, that, Jonathan, that Jonathan shared. But also we have these places that like no news of him. The next slide, we see the, the two Muslim countries of Asia. The largest unreached group in the world. My daughter's there in one of these uh, with six grandchildren, you know, because they have no news of him. They need 
this gospel. And then my heart breaks when I see what's the only one that's not growing. The others are at least, there's growing. Japan, you know, Japan, not growing. But Luke 19, 10, 2 Corinthians 5, 18, you know, we're on mission with Jesus. And, and John 20, 21, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Jesus sent to you, to love you, to call you by name. The incarnation, the cross, the resurrection, your sin today and yesterday, he ever lives to make intercession for you and he calls you and me to be a part of going on mission with him. Uh, your theme verse for this week, Colossians 1, 6b and 7. I've always loved this verse, the gospel bearing fruit all around the world. You know, but there still is so much more to do. And you're right, and that really does go with this message. What's first is the grace, understanding God's grace, as Jonathan shared, and, and expecting it to multiply and reproduce, not just addition. Addition is really hard. I know, nine kids, man, that was hard. You know, the hardest was number three. But so many times, my wife, during the addition phase of our last 41 years, you know, on the edge of the bed at, at you know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. with a feverish baby and crying and, oh, no sleep. And, and my wife and I chant. People, I see if you nod, you know about this, right? And uh, chanting to each other, children are a blessing. Children are a blessing, you know? The addition phase was so hard. Same in uh, church planting, you know, and mission work. And, and then... You know, we graduated and our kids started getting married and having babies. And you saw that picture before of the, the retreat we finally had 10 years since we all got together, everyone, you know. And, and, uh, and Carol and I are watching, you know. And uh, we, we joked, uh, two, precious, uh, two precious doctrines that, we, peace, that we, we love in our church, you know, the covenant, the promises of the covenant but also total depravity. We saw both, you know, at our family reunion, especially the 10-year-old girls, you know, cousins, you know, but, but uh, the, all the drama and stuff. But, but, you know, but Carol and me, we didn't have to chant to each other, just looking. Children are a blessing. The, the multiplication, no, praise the Lord. But we would see our kids chanting to each other with their spouses, children are a blessing. We graduate. But, but you know, that is, in, in Japan, we would always, Japan's biggest problem is the decline of the population. And it's, this, it's terrible. It's, it's the biggest social problem in Japan, only country in the world, actual decline. And how are they going to care for old people? And how are they going to, do this. It's just really something. And we would often, uh, you know, uh, kind of kid to the to Japanese friends. Yeah, we, you have nine children? And say, they put us on national TV for 30 minutes one time, you know? <laughs> and uh, say, yeah, we're just, we're just trying to help your population problem, but all... <laughs> we're so sorry, all we could do was nine, it doesn't help that much, you know, but, but then multiplication kicked in, friends, that's a little funny, but you know, that's the way it is with the kingdom, like Jonathan was saying, you know, the PCA tried in New York City to start churches, to have an effect in New York City, Tim Keller went there, started Redeemer, New York City, gospel-centered grace DNA, like Jonathan talked about, things began to take off. Started daughter churches, 
pretty soon a presbytery. It's incredible. And then it spread to the whole world. Started sending people and money to our city, Tokyo, to help and work with us. You know, it through multiplication of churches, starting new churches. I, I appreciate your church wanting to do that. I, I didn't know what these were for up here. What a great idea to living it, you know, reproducing around the world. The, the same in Japan. The best way to spread the gospel, to seek the loss, a famous uh, missions expert says, starting churches. That's the best way under the sun to reach people. Go to new places, new cities. We need to do it in central Florida. We need to do it in the whole world. This is how we reach the world. This, this kind of a little missions talk within the message here. But it's true. It's church planning. It's, it's starting healthy churches that start healthy churches that start healthy churches that have the gospel. And you sent us uh, 32 years ago. To, there were three pastors. There's a slide here of Chiba. Three pastors in Chiba. They said, oh, we hear the PCA wants a church plant, wants to not just start one church, but start a presbytery. Please send a team to come work with us to start a presbytery. And we were in seminary. I knew your, your pastor, Dan Hanley, Dan and Beth, and they, you know, and we came, we said, we're going to Japan. And we came down here, and you guys were one of those first churches of the 20 eventually that sent us to Japan. To, we worked with these three pastors, and through church planning, praise the Lord. This is dangerous for my heart to tell these kind of stories, but it's exciting, and you should be encouraged. I think there's another, yeah, uh, one more, next slide. Those three, you know, some Korean church planners came and joined us, and we'd pray together. We'd think, what city needs a church? There's kind of nine million people in the east part of Tokyo. Nine million people, you know, hardly any churches, and and uh, started churches and then began to see some churches grow like our church, our Oyumino church and starting three other daughter churches. This is what we pray God will do here and all around the world. And I told you that this was negative, that Japan is negative growth right now, but this is growth. Why do you think that is? I, I really believe because of gospel, where, where's Jonathan, what Jonathan was saying, gospel when Japanese driven you know performance your identity is in your performance Nissan you know used to be when it was Datsun we are driven the whole country is so driven everything's got to be perfect recently it's a national scandal because a, 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 a train left 20 seconds early did any of you read about that you know and I, I put my dad on a on a Amtrak train, it's 15 minutes late. Everyone says, well, it's earlier than usual. You know, I come to America, I think I'm a third world country, you know? And uh, Japan is perfect. But behind all that perfection of the cars, and, you know, I always tell folks in our church, you know, hey, this is great for building cars and the train system and safety, but it's terrible for marriage and raising kids and for church, you know? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's so sad. But people begin to get the gospel. It's like... You know, I think Mr. Iwata, deacon in our church, a driven family, his, his daughter was broken through the drivenness and drove the wife to a Bible study with a next-door neighbor in our church. My wife was in that Bible study and transformed by the gospel. You know, he says now, he says, it's 61 years old, this last 10 years. It's like the first, so different from the first 50 because our marriage has been changed. 
I'm so thankful for our church. So he's thankful to you for, for sending us. But we have a hundred other places and a thousand and ten thousand in Central Florida and around the world that we need to do that. Same thing, not just not just in Chiba, but look at Tokyo. Here's what happened in Tokyo recently. I think the next uh, slide. Uh, and this is just from a church planning training I did for 40 new missionaries last week. So disregard the yen on the right. I just made the totals. Because the dollar, we want to be careful about money, but, but kind of when people give, it shows commitment, right? And the left side, the first church plant with Redeemer New York City, we started in 2010. There were 30 worshipers. That's the left column there. And now today, 2018, that's the GCCT, PCJ, President Church in Japan, stands for Grace City Church, Tokyo. So hard, slow at first, cost so much money in city center, right near the Emperor's Palace, right downtown, near the, to rent, you know, not one square foot of space, 24-7, $2,000 every Sunday for five hours, you know, to set up and take down. Praise the Lord, now 180 worshipers and hived off to Grace Harbor. Some of the people hived off where Lydia, wherever she is, served and, and helped play in music for this new church plan. And now about 90 worshipers now. And then New City Fellowship, you know, and, and, the, and then two more. Uh, praise the Lord, look at that. This is just, this is the way it works. You know, gospel-centered and church planting. Praise the Lord for what he's doing. Luke 19, 10, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. 2 Corinthians 5, 18, we are ministers with Jesus on this. And, and so as I have, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. Real quick, a couple applications for you. Maybe God's calling some of you to be goers. Maybe gap year. Some of you young people, maybe parents, send them. We sent five of our nine, went to do a gap year between high school, college. It's great for the young people. They really help us. Maybe you should send one of your pastors. Maybe Jonathan and his family. I'm going to get in trouble here, maybe. You're going to cut off our support, you know. Maybe, maybe, like Acts 13, Paul and Barnabas, maybe you should send Jonathan and his family to, to Japan or someplace that's, that's even more needy than here giving to help fund all this it's, it's hard this is this is yes you know we need radical goers but we need radical senders too my friend michael O says you know in some ways we have the the sending problem is a bigger problem than the going problem we have people waiting to go but we need senders pray for you guys as you wrestle with that like zacchaeus became you know unselfish there's the gospel brings generosity I want to use my gift. My son Joel was a, he's an entrepreneur. From when he was 10, he would, you know, I've told you about him before, and he continues. You know, he was 10 years old, have grandma coming from America to bring blow pops for five cents a piece or four cents a piece, and then he'd sell them for 40 or 50 cents a piece. <laughs> Tenfold markup, you know, he, he started. He just would always import stuff and buy stuff. Had to make a whip and chase him out of church one time because he, started, he imported Christmas cards to sell at our church. English Christmas cards. You know, he's crazy. Just so creative. And about age 17, he said, Dad, looks like Danny wants to be a pastor. Jonathan wants to be a pastor. Sarah wants to be a missionary. One of us needs to be a multimillionaire to support all this, you know? Well, Joel... 
Joel and three of two other of his PCA friends and in their deacons in a PCA church in Atlanta, they started a brewery called, can I say that in your church? Is that okay? I know some churches, I'll, they'll cut off our support. Others will raise our support, you know, because it's good beer. They, they have two sites now. The mayor of Atlanta came to their groundbreaking. They're in a depressed part of Atlanta, the second site to give people jobs. And Justin, you know, why'd they do this? Work is good. This is our reform tradition. And, and to make money to give away for the kingdom. You know, how is God calling you? And to serve. As, you know, we go out and we serve in the world. My son Danny, church planning in a poor part of Atlanta, says one of the things Perimeter Church does in a, outside Atlanta is calling people to go join the secular groups that are serving about you know, abuse or, and, and they would mobilize 20 or 30 people to go, Christians from their church to go serve and help with groups that are doing things that, that the secular people think are good. As we go serve, people say, wow, I, that, that's wonderful. And tell us more as we serve with them. When we were, after the tsunami in Japan, you know, we started going north and immediately people took note. It was good for our evangelism back, not only up north, as we shared the gospel, we were giving water to a Baptist church planter up in the tsunami area. Had, we, his church became the water point for the community. I joke it was the first time in the history of the world, history of missions, that Presbyterians were giving water to Baptists, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and this guy said, you moved our church planting forward two years. But you know what? It helped. People in our community started coming to our church building to make food. We got to know them. They'd go on the trips up north. Does anyone in the world not like serving? As you go serve, everybody does. It gives us opportunity for the gospel. In, in conclusion, I told you about Commander Fujita, the rest of the story about how he came to Christ because a young girl was instrumental. All of us are a part of this. Not just Jake DeShazar, not just pastors, all of us. Commander Fujita, how did he come to Christ? The, the Jake story, when, when he knocked on, next one, when Jake, the next slide, when, when he knocked on Jake's door, there was a background story to that. This young girl, Peggy in the middle of this picture, her family, her, that's Peggy Cavill. Her family were missionaries in Japan and the war drums were beating. 1939, they had to leave Japan. They went to the Philippines. She spoke Japanese because she grew up in Japan. And she, and then Japan attacked the Philippines. Her, she had gone to America to college the way we sent our nine kids to America for college. And her family was in, her parents had fled to the mountains and the soldiers, Japanese soldiers, found her in the mountains and they found her mom and dad and they killed her mom and dad. And uh, the story goes that they said, could we pray for you for 30 minutes? Uh, before you kill us. And the Japanese commander let them pray for 30 minutes and then killed them. And uh, so she gets word of this in America. Imagine, you know. And uh, was she tempted to hate? She was a gospel Christian though, you know. Changed by the love of Christ and put on mission. After the war, the word goes out and she hears this advertisement. They want, they need people who speak Japanese to come to the hospital in her city because they have all these Japanese soldiers who were, uh, who were injured and they're in hospitals in America. But we don't have people that speak Japanese. Guess who volunteered? 
Peggy Cavell. And she went to that hospital and she served. And guess who one of the soldiers that was wounded there was? Was Commander Cheetah's engineer mechanic. And he, he hears her story. We killed your parents and you're here serving us here, serving gospel, mission, change. Did Peggy, was Peggy ever tempted with hate? I imagine she was. She's a sinner. But she was changed by the gospel. And, and so the engineers repatriated to Japan. He finds Commander Fuchida. And he tells about this girl that loved and served him. And you know what we did to her parents? And she still did that. Fuchida. When he knocked, when he got that tract about Deshazar, who went from hate to love for Japanese people, and he heard this story of Peggy, those two things, he went and knocked on the door, and he came to Christ, and he became a pastor and an evangelist, became best friends with Jake Deshazar. This is what the gospel does. Jesus comes and seeks us finds us, saves us, and puts us on mission with him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this gospel. Thank you, Lord, that you came. You called us by name. You came and found us, each of us, with our stories, our sin, things we wouldn't even want anyone else here to know that you know and you love sinners. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, and Lord, you put us on mission for Palm Bay and for the world. Please help us. Show us where you're calling us today to make new steps in our going, in our giving, in the way we raise our children, in the way we pray, all these things for the glory of your great name.